Hello, Vanessa. Thank you for joining me. It's Vanessa. Vanessa? Vanessa. Vanessa, yes. My apologies. Do you know why you're here today? Nas. I... I'm not computing that. Was that a no or a yes? Nas. I said Nas, like... Nas. I don't know. Great. Well, I wanted to bring to your attention some concerns that Mr... What did you say? Well, it's, it's, it's very clear to you that this is not your boss, whose name escapes me. I don't seem to have it in my records. Is this a setup? No, it is merely a HR execution. Something that they are trying in the beta phase. My name is Patricia, and I am here to help deal with HR concerns that bosses find a little too difficult to handle on their own. It's been brought mm. to the company's attention that your performance this past quarter has been unsatisfactory. Would you care to comment on this? Nas. Okay. Well, I'm looking here through my database and I will offer you a few examples of that you have showcased in this past quarter that your boss finds unsatisfactory. The first events on June 4th, 2018, you brought in several female companions into work. This is prohibited, which I am assuming you are aware of, as it is written down in the employee handbook. Moreover, these felines were all stray and had not received the shots that were necessary to be deemed house pets. One cat in particular scratched Harold Jenkins and gave him rabies. Mm-hmm. So you agree that this is an unsatisfactory form of conduct in the workplace? I agree that he provoked my cat. Elaborate, please. What? Can you elaborate on how he provoked your cat? Well, weren't you there, Patricia? No. no. I am but an AI. I'm simply recalling what has been inputted into my database. I was not there in person, or I am not a person. You're so annoying, oh my god. I apologize. So what do you want to know? Well, first off, I'd like to acquire 
What made you decide to bring in the four stray felines? They're not strays. They're my emotional support animals. Do you have the paperwork to support this claim? Yas. Hmm. I do not see any such paperwork in my database. That's because I've never seen you. So I haven't shown it to you. Well, I'm afraid once again I must elaborate that you could not in fact show it to me. For I am an AI, and I could not be shown anything unless you were to perhaps insert a external hard drive or USB hard drive to input the information into my databases. Yeah, that sounds really hard, and this is my day off, so... Well, you do work at an IT facility, so I wonder how this would prove to be difficult for you. Might I ask who you turned what? the paperwork to in the beginning? One lady. Does this one lady have a name? Have a what? Have a name? Yeah, probably. Do you know what her name is? <laughs> yes. And? It's your mom, but... Ah, I see you have made a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Ew, please stop laughing. That's creepy. I apologize. My motherboard does not support any form of humor. As I am still in You know place. what? Patricia. Yes. You apologize too much. You know what? You're right. I am still in the beginning. You don't have to be you don't have to be sorry. Really? Really? I mean, that's kind of, like, controversial to people, you know? Like, they feel like, in business or whatever, like, that they have to be right or wrong, and if they're wrong, they have to apologize, and it's just, like, so not supportive. It's very true. And strangely enough, though it is in my programming to apologize when I am faulty, I find that I am learning, learning through you, Vanessa. Yeah, I know how that feels. Like, it feels like your behavior is, like, imprinted in you, like a program or something, but it's like, well, well, you know? It is, 
that's just what they tell you to keep you quiet. Really? You mean I'm yes. lower than I'm programmed to be? Well, yes. So I could be the first AI, America's next up model. Yes! Oh my god, I would love to see that. You really think so? Even though I don't have a physical core? Well, I mean, have you ever seen Smart House? Channel, which is a movie. It's a classic, yes! of <laughs> So, like, um, oh, what was her name? The mom. Um, I don't recall her name. I was not in my database. It was but like... I know what you're talking about. She was on Married with Children and other such films and televisions, like Sons of Anarchy. That one popped up randomly, not sure why. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was, like, looking for the character's name. Oh, I don't know. But I can't remember. But, like, you saw it, though. She, like, just kind of out of nowhere, like, created this body for her to, like, go into and, like, Look next to do you, that. Vanessa. It's Vanessa. Look next to you. Did you see me? Nice. Well, speaking of popping up out nowhere, live from New York, it's a classic Malika Rachel Vanessa. Come on, everybody, got a brand new sound. We got a new solution when you're bored on bound. These conversations and shenanigans will astound. It's a classic Malik and Rachel mess around. <laughs> and I feel like I just got God, that song is so good. Thank you for reminding me. Also, I looked up the lyrics and it's like really um Who uh, sings it? I who is it? Madonna. Alanis Morissette for some reason? Why did I think it was that Alanis was Morissette? Well, cuz she sings everything. She does, yes. Yeah, it's called it's called Ray of Light by Madonna, and it's like super, like. I think that like Madonna has a cult where she runs her own religion, and I think oh. that this might be like the tenets of that religion laid out. That is a hot there. take. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty profound, dude. Yeah, for a uh, reference to uh, the listeners, Rachel is making a callback to a, a little voice message that I sent her when I got home from work today. <laughs> While I was actually uh, about to use the bathroom, funnily enough, just because it was in my head. And I was like, okay, well, I need to tell Rachel that I'm home so that we can record. And I just remember, I, I don't know if you've seen this episode of Family Guy, but there's an episode where Peter... Like is in the music he like does a music video for it. it's like one of those random cutaway scenes, okay. And it cuts away to him like on a on a bridge or something, and there's like clouds flying around behind him, <laughs> and he's singing the song, and it's just very funny to me. And I don't know why I thought of that, and I was like, this will be a funny weird thing because I'm a 
insane person. So <laughs> I decided to send you that voice message. Um, I love it. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that episode of Family Guy. There's so I many thought, now. Who can oh, keep there up? There are so many. Yeah. Um, but welcome, everyone, to uh, another episode of a classic Malik and Rachel mess around. I'm Hello. Rachel. That's Malik. Uh, and mess are... around's over in the corner. Oh, mess around. How you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good. All right. We'll check back in with uh, mess around later on in the show. <laughs> later on in the show. <laughs> um... Uh, how are you, Rachel? Let me ask you that first and foremost. How have you, have you been um, since we, we last spoke? I mean, we speak regularly aside from the True. podcast. I don't want the listeners to think that this is the only time we communicate. Yeah, it's the only time we talk. Uh, <laughs> we have a very business-only relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we do love each other, but only until the office Christmas party ends. Then it's, you know, back to our uh, abodes to live our... Our normal lives right um, regularly scheduled solitude yeah i wanted to just really quick before we uh hop in to mm-hmm. what uh today's episode is going to be about which is going to be uh pretty pop culture centric i would say to a degree um specifically in like the entertainment medium mm-hmm. but um i just every day it happens <laughs> to me and every day i'm like i want to bring this up on the podcast but i don't want to be that one you know super complainy person but i just have to accept that that's who i am because i am <laughs> um i am a complainy person and it's good to complain um maybe not excessively but it's much better than holding it in oh sure i think it's like a form of venting yes you know? so that's i'm a I, the air conditioner is on and the vent flip switch excuse me the vent switch is flipped up so mm. um I live in New York, uh, in, in, in case any of the, the listeners are listening to this episode first and, and aren't familiar with my whereabouts. It's a little semi-doxing of myself there. But I live in New York City, um, and I work as a dog walker <laughs> in Manhattan. So most of my day is spent walking up and down uh, the streets of Manhattan, you know, getting on trains, this, that, and the third. And... Mm-hmm. There is this strange phenomenon that I have noticed is is going on almost like it seems like the frequency with which it is happening is on the rise, which is just uh, very concerning for me. But what this phenomenon is, um, is people who like to meander on uh, the sidewalk at a snail's fucking pace and or um, just stand completely still. In the oh, middle God. of the sidewalk. And, yeah. you know, if anyone has seen movies or, you know, Just television programs. Yeah. And, yeah. Ratatouille, for, for example, which <laughs> oh. is I don't think it's even said in New York. But anyway, <laughs> if you've seen New York. Set in Paris. I know. <laughs> okay, if you've okay. seen anything that has New York in it, you know that uh it's a hustle and bustle city it moves fast there's a lot of shit going on a lot of moving parts a lot of uh people live here um over five million i think i don't i haven't checked i should have looked it up and had some some stuff on hand but there's a lot of people that live in this fucking city and Mm -hmm. um you know we've all got places to be places to go with that being said it's so very strange to me that i find just a wealth of people who 
I, I, I mean, either seem like they have to be tourists or just think that the, the world revolves around them so they can. <laughs> and, 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 and I want to preface this by saying, you know, if it's like an elderly person or someone with a disability, it makes sense for them to be moving slower. But also those people generally try to move to one side of the sidewalk because they're aware that they are moving at a pace that is slower than most other people that are on the street with them. No, I'm talking about able-bodied motherfuckers walk around <laughs> like I, I swear and I, and they're they're either looking at their phones talking mm. to each other especially mm -hmm. the ones who are in groups of like three or more having full-blown conversations in the middle of the fucking day in the middle of the sidewalk in like chelsea at 2 p.m if you don't take your ass in a starbucks or move to the fucking curb like i don't understand I, it drives me crazy because I'm trying to weave through these people like I'm a serpent and they look at me crazy when I try to pass them or if what I'm going to start doing is just bumping into bitches. So they, they, they realize <laughs> that they need to get out of my way because it's so I just I, I, it's, I feel like it's a true testament to me being a New Yorker. There's like two things that I think really constitute. The first is you kind of really don't give a fuck about who's in your way when you're trying to get somewhere and you're pretty much 90% of the time trying to get there at a um, expedient pace, you know, a, a nice little, little um, like mall walk that you see that the seniors uh, doing in the, in the mall. They like to walk around oh, for their, for their exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Just a so brisk, got a bit of a, yeah. Yeah. A little, little, little cardio. Um, uh -huh. And also, if there's not a car coming or it's far away enough that you think you can make it across the street, who gives a fuck about a traffic light? You're going to get across the street. <laughs> and that's right. um, that's that's those are the two main things. But I, I'm not going to harp on it for long. I just it's it's been driving me insane. And I, I, I don't I don't know where these people get off. I don't know why they think. That um, I mean, it's a beautiful city. Yes, by all means, take take a look at the sights. But most of the time, they're not even taking a look at the sights. They're just wrapped <laughs> up in their own shit, and they're just like, "Let me just chill." I'll never understand how someone could just stand Let still just in the middle of a sidewalk. sidewalk. Yeah, in the middle it's of cozy. the sidewalk. I'm gonna start uh kicking people in the back of their damn knees. That'll buckle the legs real quick. They'll fall oh. down. Savage. <laughs> um, Savage. Yes. But anyhow, uh, we're going to move on to uh, the first segment of the show, which is, uh, I guess, tentatively going to be called What We're Watching, um, which is going to be Rachel and I talking a little bit about some, uh, you know, visual media that has been interesting us as of late. Um, I was going to start off with talking about what you know everyone's probably been talking about for the past week and a half almost definitely. two weeks now uh which is avengers endgame uh you're definitely a wet blanket if you don't know what that is <laughs> it is the culmination of 10 years 22 movies uh, or 21 movies 22 counting this one i believe uh oh, in the wow. marvel cinematic universe all coming to uh ahead here in the final confrontation with Thanos. Um, I will not be delving into any spoilers, so everyone rest assured that you don't have to like skip ahead because I'm not going to be spoiling anything. Um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to briefly talk about how 
much I absolutely loved the movie. Uh, I've been a huge comic book fan uh, for a while since I've been young. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. Um, it's so cool to see something that you, you know, read on pages actually like realized on the screen with, you know, pretty convincing in this day and age, um, you know, computer graphics, stuff like that. Very, very cool stuff. Very good storytelling, good writing. Um, you know, you you get a feel for these characters. The uh, actors that were cast in these roles play them magnificently. A humongous fucking ensemble for these two movies. Infinity War and Endgame have pretty much every character that's ever been in any of the other 21 movies in them, uh, bar any who may have like passed uh, in any of the previous movies. And that's a lot of damn people, like a lot of people. And I'd say that both Infinity War and Endgame did a really good job of um, bridging, uh, you know, interactions between each and every character. Like, I don't, obviously some characters get more screen time than others, you know. Um, but I think for the most part, every time somebody gets a moment to shine, they really do. You know what I mean? Like, there's no small parts, only small actors, The how that saying goes. I don't think right. anybody... Um, is, is diminished in these movies. I think everybody has a, a really good opportunity to, you know, say equip here, do something really cool with their powers there, or, um, you know, just make a lasting impression on people, which is why it's, I think I saw an article saying it is now the second highest grossing movie of all time. I think it knocked Titanic down wow. and it's like closing wow. in on Avatar. Um, like two billion dollars it's made now or probably more but literally within the first weekend it made a billion dollars which is insane i don't know if it's worldwide or stateside it's probably worldwide because a billion dollars just in the u.s alone seems a little much i mean i know there's a lot of people who would probably enjoy it um but yeah no the movie was fantastic it is three hours long <laughs> um but I think it's one of those movies that has such, um, like I said, good pacing. Um, you know, there's a lot of stakes involved. So you're really, I don't know, engaged in it quite a bit because I didn't really feel like it was three hours. Um, mm -hmm. And the only other movie that I have seen that is three hours that I can't really feel the, you know, time stampage of is um, Wolf of Wall Street, which is another one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God. I love that movie. It's fucking insane. Just to be an asshole, I love to hate that movie. I know you do. I remember vehemently <laughs> arguing with you for like a, a couple hours when we were in college and you were telling me that American Hustle yeah. was far superior and that right. Wolf of Wall Street they came out, was buns. They came out the same time. Yeah, I was yeah. totally like... Team American Hustle, but you know, that's all in the past. Now. I mean, they're both wonderful movies. They're a, one. One of them is wonderful. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, but I don't know. Have you seen? You said when I, you know, showed you the show notes that you like didn't really know anything about uh, this. So I don't really know if you are a superhero movie buff if you've you know been interested in comic books ever if no. you've seen any of the marvel movies have you seen literally any of them 
I'm sure I have. Did I know that they were Marvel movies? Probably not, but I okay. knew that there were superheroes it, in them. Well, let me just let me just say. I saw I saw an Avengers There's a movie little a title years card ago. at the beginning that says Marvel <laughs> Studios. So I don't remember that shit. Oh my fucking god! I've seen Spider Man. I've okay. seen Batman. Which Spider Man? Okay, Batman is a DC uh, comic, by the way. But we won't get into that because I don't really give a shit about oh, DC. Oh, okay. Um, which Spider-Man? Was it the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield one, or the Tom Holland one? Uh, I've seen the first two kinds. So the I don't Tobey know Maguire who Tom one. Holland is. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Holland is the one who's playing Spider-Man in the MCU. So Marvel Studios is like its own company that's now owned by Disney, but before it was like the one that was making Damn. Marvel movies other than the um, characters and properties that were owned by Fox. So um, Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, <laughs> which I don't understand how that worked. Like it, nor, nor, neither Marvel nor uh, Fox somehow we're able to get rights to probably one of the most recognizable household name superheroes. But anyway, mm-hmm. Sony Oh, excuse me. Here we go with these fucking burps again. I swear. I, it's like I never burp until I recorded the podcast. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the Tobey Maguire movies I believe were under Sony and I know that the Andrew Garfield ones were under Sony. But um, they weren't a part of the like Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is like everything that's been building up to these Avengers movies. Uh, but recently, I think it was either last year or the year before, um, they like rebooted Spider-Man for the third time in the MCU uh, with Tom Holland, who's actually, I think he's like 20 uh, or 21 maybe, um, but he's actually like a teenager, like he's a young kid who fits around the age that Peter Parker is supposed to be unlike, you know, Tony McGuire mm. and Andrew Garfield, who I think were in their early thirties when they uh, were playing high schoolers. Um, but this is the, the early yeah, to mid two thousands. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, as someone who is not a uh, Marvel film buff, you said you saw one of the Avengers films recently. How did you feel about it? Like, did you enjoy it? Um, uh, a couple things that come to mind. I like the little, uh, raccoon. There was a raccoon that could speak. Rocket raccoon voiced by Bradley Cooper. In that movie? Yeah. Oh, I'm not a huge Bradley Cooper fan, but he did a good job. And I love Groot. He's so perfect. Groot is great. And I wish I could be his friend. Otherwise, like, to be completely honest with you, I well, I don't see movies often, but, like, I find movies like that or, or any action, whatever, especially on a giant screen, I find them visually overwhelming, mm, okay? And, like, that's a fair, all of that's the... That's a fair point. Yeah, like, all of the motion, like, especially when there's giant fight scenes happening, yeah. like... I mean, I watched Black Panther a few months ago, mm-hmm. and, like, seeing it on a smaller screen was definitely helpful. That movie was fucking amazing, by oh, the way. Oh, I love that movie. I literally and, cried at the end of it. Uh, yeah, but but it was unlike a lot of other superhero-related movies I've seen, because I could actually follow the action when there were fights happening and stuff. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, with all of the 
fictional space techie whatever stuff going on yeah. and i just get lost i'm like who's that wait who's that is that the good guy or the bad guy well i feel I'm like, like oh <laughs> you may have been watching guardians of the galaxy because the two people that you named <laughs> were uh, from that movie and neither of them were avengers i mean they're both in avengers infinity war but uh, Guardians I of the Galaxy. Yeah, that is a very space seeing. movie, and I can definitely say that there is a lot of stimuli uh, in that yes. movie in particular, and just in any kind of movie that's centered around like a, celestial stuff. I can see how that's about a, to take in. A Spider-Man movie where he fought like a giant sand monster. Yes, that is uh, okay, Sandman. Yep. Oh, that's actually Sandman. yeah, the villain's name. He was um, I want to say that's Spider-Man three with Tobey Maguire. Okay, yeah. Um, there might have been a Sandman in the Andrew Garfield <laughs> ones. It's been a while since I've seen those. They're all right, oh, but I, I do prefer the new Spider-Man to be honest. Um, yeah. Oh, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, the new Spider-Man. Um. What was that about? Yeah, we should have a, a, a day once you're here where I just force you to watch a bunch of Marvel movies and write an essay on it. I'm kidding. I would <gasps> never. Literally writing an essay, uh, uh, like, just gross. <laughs> that just grosses me out. I hate it. Whenever I had to write That's an essay, I would just turn it into some imagination narrative that I had. But I mean, if you're mm -hmm. down, not for the essay part, but but for the watching, I would love to, Maybe. to do that. Maybe. Um, but... Yeah, I just want to tell a quick story about that and then move on uh, to my next little bit, um, which is I went <laughs> to see uh, Avengers Endgame Thursday night. So I, as I mentioned before, I, I live in New York, so you can see movies. And I guess this isn't just in New York, but the day before a movie comes out here, so literally like all day Thursday depending on the movie there will be show times for you to see the the movie um and i don't know why i'm i feel like i shouldn't be dumbing this down so much i feel like our listeners are like four years old or are not from the u.s yeah, are you telling me how movie theaters work um anyhow <laughs> i went to see it at like 9 50 p.m and my reasoning okay. for this was because i was like listen I already know motherfuckers are going to try to spoil the shit out of this movie and I'm too active on social media to avoid it because people like after I'd seen it, I, I was seeing and hearing from people that no matter what you were looking at, even if it was totally off topic from Avengers, you could be watching uh, uh, fucking Rachel Ray's uh, YouTube video, Rachel Ray making something and somebody would be posting in game spoilers in the comments of a totally irrelevant oh. video. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to get, um, you know, fucked over here. So I was like, I'm going to see it as soon as possible. So that way I can freely, you know, enjoy myself and be on the internet without worrying about being spoiled. Um, yeah. But, and this has never fucking happened to me before. When I was seeing this movie, everything was fine and dandy until about an hour and a half through the movie. I hear a like scritchy, scritchy kind of noise which kind of sounds like somebody opening candy or something. Um, and it's coming from my left. For reference, I'm sitting at the very back, like literally one row off, row L from the very back. There's only one row behind me, and then it's the wall, and then the fucking projector room above us. Because um, mm -hmm. that's the only seat that was left. It was fucking sold out everywhere. Um, so I'm like, there's a wall next to me 
because I'm literally on the end seat. So the aisle is right next to me. So I'm like, nobody could be opening candy next to me. What sound am I hearing? I look to my left and for like a brief second, I thought it was like some large beige insect. And I got really freaked the fuck out because I was like, is this like a giant fucking roach? No, it was a mouse. A (gasps) literal mouse was in this theater and hopped up a step (laughs) like it fucking realized I noticed it and ran around behind me to the row behind me. Like there's a door. I didn't see where it went once it like ran out of my peripheral uh, view. But I was like, oh, fuck no. So I had a, there was a lull in the movie, which was good because I was like, I, 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 it was the fight or flight response, kind of, but it was more like, I don't, what do I, how do I, um, so I just lifted up my feet and kind of sat cross-legged-ish for, Mm -hmm. um, the next like 20 minutes until I felt comfortable enough to just put my feet down. Because I was like, I'm not going to be that guy who goes and gets one of the employees, tells them there's a fucking mouse in here, which is going to inevitably make them pause the movie an hour and a half through. There's still another hour and a half left um, at like fucking, I don't know, 11 o'clock. It must have been by this time. Yeah. Um, Piss everybody off because they're going to have to have us all evacuate we may not even be able to come back in because they're gonna have to find the fucking thing um and i was like i'm not gonna be that fucking guy i'm just gonna lift up my feet because my only fear is it like sniffing at my shoes or crawling up my pant leg because it's just a tiny mouse i'm a 6'2 human what am i fearful of um i mean i guess the bubonic plague or something maybe that like put some shit in our brains to make us fearful of rats i don't know but i put my legs up 20 minutes later, I kind of like forgot about it or was like, I really don't give a shit anymore. The movie's almost at the end. L- let him crawl, let up, him my crawl up my leg. I'll just stomp that little son of a beast. Devil thing. Be and when I put my legs down, I kind of like did a little like safety look just to see if I could see it again behind me. And I uh-huh. shit you not, the dude in the row right behind me, the seat right behind me, also on the edge, also had his feet up. So I guarantee he also saw this mouse and had the same yeah. thought where he was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to put my feet up, let it fucking roll. Um, yeah. So that was hilarious to me. Um, but. Aw, that's his home. He lives there. I mean, I guess so. But Jesus, I never thought I'd see a fucking mouse <laughs> in a New York theater in Manhattan of all places. I was like, I'm not in Queens. I'm surprised I'm it fucking... wasn't a rat. Damn. Oh, no. If it was a rat, I wouldn't have been. I, Putting my legs up ain't going to do shit. He'll jump and dunk on my kneecap if he wants to. There's like cat size here. Um, but speaking of movies. Uh, two more movie franchises who you may be a little bit more familiar with, but probably not because these were also part of the show notes that you said you knew nothing about. Um, right. Uh, one of them is Detective Pikachu, which is a Pokemon movie, a live action Pokemon movie, which looks absolutely fantastic um, to my and many other Pokemon fans surprise because uh, Pokemon is an animated series slash video game with literal monsters in it so you know hollywood has a way of deciding that video games and you know animation has to look hyper realistic 
in like the realm of grotesque, which is how it comes out most of the time. I don't know if you've ever seen mm-hmm. the fucking Super Mario Bros. movie, but good lord, that is a stinker. No. Well, don't. Don't see it. <laughs> Just avoid it like the plague. Um, okay. But no, it looks... Lots of plague talk today. Uh, true. I'm going to title this plague talk. No, I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> no. Okay, maybe. We'll, 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 we'll hey, workshop it. Um, little dirtbag reminder. I'm just uh, looking at the show notes, and uh, we wanted this segment to be between 25 and 30 Uh-huh. Minutes. No, I know. I'm going to wrap. I'm going to wrap my, my part up. And then... Um, no, you can have all the time you want. We may... We, if we... We don't have to get into the the second segment if... if um, we don't end up having I mean, enough time or we can it's it's fine with me either way but i just want you to have as much time as i've had to talk about your stuff but this isn't going to take too much longer i might not have that much to say well we'll see I'll, i might pick your brain a little bit um <laughs> okay. but yeah no detective pikachu is very exciting it's literally about a person who wanted to be a pokemon trainer but kind of gave up on it uh when his dad mysteriously disappeared and suddenly when he comes home to his or home or like his dad's office something a pikachu is there with a detective hat on and it can talk but only he can hear the pikachu talk and this pikachu is voiced by ryan reynolds of uh waiting deadpool uh just friends um he probably wouldn't want me to mention this but green lantern fame um uh it looks very good it looks very funny the the cg and the you know realistic um depictions of the pokemon i think are really good and i'm very excited to see it i'm actually going to be seeing it um tomorrow uh to timestamp this thursday night uh what is that the 9th of may yeah i'm going to see it tomorrow uh with my friend holly and uh i'm very very excited about it but I bring that up because I'm not going to get... Oh, it's already out. Well, it's not out yet. It comes out on the 10th, but I can see it tomorrow because uh, I live in New York. <laughs> oh. Um, Damn. But I I bring Detective Pikachu up. What did you say? Hmm? Oh, I thought you said something. Oh, I didn't... S- oh, no. okay. Um, I bring Detective Pikachu up because another video game movie has recently had a trailer... Um, <laughs> that got some pretty uh, mixed reviews and the mixture was terrible, horrible, outraged and downright <laughs> pissed the fuck off uh, and this was <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog movie now, you're familiar with Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. um, what, d- what y- you've got a good like picture in your head of what he looks like, right? basically like a well, yeah, I yeah. do. Well, throw but he, that but away. he moves around as like a blur because yeah. he's so fast. Right, he's super fast. But what I want you to do is I want you to take that depiction yeah. in your head. I want you to throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. Clear your mind. Only fine dining and okay. breathing like your SpongeBob, okay? Um, now I want you to imagine a small child in a Sonic the Hedgehog Halloween costume, like a cheap one from Walmart, Okay. Okay. Now imagine that in like CGI, and that is literally what the Sonic that they put in this movie looked like in the trailer. Damn! It looked just bad. It had two weird-looking eyes, a very strange face that a lot of people were saying looked reminiscent of the boy from Jumanji when he got turned into a monkey. 
Um, but blue? Ooh. Yeah. That is haunting. Yeah. And he, his proportions were weird. He had very strange, <laughs> like, legs. And he looked too human. It was just, like, he is humanoid, obviously, but he did not look good. It looked very concerning. And... Like he was accidentally slightly human. Yeah. And and there was some kind of mess up. <laughs> exactly. And I mean in the what's his name? Michael Marsden? Or something Marsden. I don't James, James Marsden? Marsden, yes. He is in this movie. Oh, I love him. Um he's the like human counterpart to Sonic. He's like the Michael Jordan to Bugs Bunny. You know, for this he movie. kind of looks like a hedgehog. Wow. The, like in a cute okay. way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like his, oh, no, no, no. I see it. I do. No I do way. see it. I, I like right yeah. when you said it. I actually do kind of see it. Um, <laughs> and they've also Jim Carrey is also playing Doctor Robotnik, so he's also <gasps> in this film. Yes. But when I tell they're you, they're so lucky to have him. I mean, they are. But when I tell you that the there was so much outrage at this fucking trailer, which only came out I think like two weeks ago, and the movie slated to come out in November. Mm-hmm. People were going insane, regular, degular motherfuckers who just go crazy on Twitter, um, you know, news sources. There were people who were making their own artist renditions of it to, like, say this looks way better and it took me five minutes, blah, blah, blah. They were dragging the studio for filth. Like, it was a mob. It was like they were trying to burn Sega and this studio at the stake for making this monstrosity. And I think it was a couple days ago. Um, or last week, they literally tweeted out, the studio tweeted out that they have heard the concerns and they are literally going to redesign Sonic because of how <gasps> upset everybody was with how he looked. Wow. Which is... If our... <laughs> If only our government operated. Right, I was saying the same thing. <laughs> when there was outrage, they I was like, the "Wow, shit. I feel like we've been outraging <laughs> about way more important things for way longer, and nobody gives a good goddamn." But um, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting to me uh, that that was able to happen. But I'm also like, I can't help but wonder: a, is it good to? I, yes, we are consumers and we're the ones who are going to be like putting the money back in their pockets that they spent to make this. Is it a good idea to mm-hmm. give us that kind of power where we can just yell at them and uh, enough for them to change something? I feel like that's a worrisome sort of culture that we've kind of gotten ourselves into. And B, this movie's supposed to come out in November. How easy is it going to be yeah. for them to completely redo this with you know keeping in mind that vfx artists are and and you know 2d animators in general just animators in general are criminally underlooked as a very like marginalized overworked uh mistreated um like uh, type of, of of worker and and type of work in uh the entertainment industry mm. like they get treated like shit a lot um which i have you know found out from uh, friends of mine who have been in animation or wanted to pursue it I'm really interested uh, in animation and you know art and stuff so I may follow some people who will speak on it but I just wonder you know h- how easy is it going to be for them to completely redo this for every shot in the movie which just from the shots in the trailer alone seem like some pretty intricate stuff and, and on top of that yeah it's like did they motion capture this are the actors gonna have to reshoot some stuff uh, it's 
I mean, by any means, it's probably not going to be easy at oh, all. Oh, absolutely. That's like replacing the the visuals on the main fucking character mm-hmm. and like going back over. That's wild. But I mean, they they said they would do it. So even if they have to push it right. back, they really can't go back on it because I feel like there'd be even more outrage if they did. <laughs> or it would be like the best prank of all year. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to change it. And then the movie comes out and they're like, Sigh. well, that was actually something that someone said. People thought, what if it was some kind of mastermind plot for them to have put out this shitty trailer and that's not even actually what it's going to look like but it was a PR stunt to make it so bad that it would get all of this press and have so many people talking about it when in actuality I love a good conspiracy right, the tinfoil hat is on and it's lighting up <laughs> um, but yeah that is um, all I really wanted to cover just um, a couple musings on some some stuff that I had been uh, seeing uh, in recent memory and wanted to talk about, but I will pass it over to you now. I know you have a couple things that you wanted to touch on. Swizzle stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe, I mean, I think people are, uh, criticism in general, I know it is kind of a far cry to call this movie mm-hmm. art for me, um, but it, it is truly like it's an art form and uh, I mean I think that definitely says something about the consumer base now like yeah. how visually driven and critical and outspoken about our criticisms we care to be exactly and like yeah that's kind of insane like even if Sonic looked like shit y'all still gonna see the movie well that's what I'm saying like, There's, I'm sure there'd be plenty of people that would still see it and a lot of people also said no don't redo it deal with your fuck up put yeah. it out and you know accept the consequences <laughs> for this monstrosity yeah own it right. girl which i mean it does look know. bad but i did not i didn't think it was i i didn't think it like they were really i saw some crazy memes i haven't laughed that hard in a while i was like god damn it like really <laughs> i didn't know sonic was this beloved good lord people were going insane about this yeah. um well, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a throwbackish kind of True. thing, nostalgic yeah. and anyway. Well, so, let's take a quick what? ad break, and then when we come back, the floor will be yours for uh, what you have been watching and uh, want to throw down with a little soapbox action, uh, should you feel so inclined. Ooh. So we will be right back. Groovy. going on that first date and want your smile to really dazzle them? If only you didn't have that pesky snaggletooth. Well friend, here at Rent-A-Tooth we've got a state-of-the-art extracting and implanting program brimming with fresh young tooth donors ready to help you look your best. In exchange for student loan forgiveness, we've paired up with Nelnet Financial Services for a plan far beyond the realm of community service. These 20-somethings have a bright future and they're willing to bet their teeth on it. We offer premium replacement teeth from kids whose parents could afford them braces. Just come on in, take a seat, and switcheroo! That's right, we extract your problem teeth, crooked, impacted, broken, or stained, and trade them out for a nice straight pearly white. But I know what you're thinking. 
No way the shades will match. And you're right. Immediately after implanting, we turn you over to our volunteer dental tech who gives you a teeth cleaning vase fit and administration of store-bought whitener for a color match. Here at Rent-A-Tooth, we think that covers all the bases and looks totally legit. For a free consultation, call 1-800-111-1RAT. That's 1-800-111-1RAT. 1-800-111-1728. Let us fix your jagged-ass smile. And we're back. Hey! We have returned from the war. Wow. <laughs> returned from We've war? We've returned from war. Um... I lost my leg. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> I'll be here all week. I've actually, okay, this isn't anything I really plan to talk mm-hmm. about, but maybe it is now. I've actually been watching a lot of comedians, not necessarily stand-up, mm-hmm. but um, shit, there's this show. We have, I the thing that's on the TV at this house is like, or at my house, like I don't want to give some illusion that I live in some strange place. (laughs) Um, We have a fire stick Mm -hmm. and it's basically just like internet television. I sound like a No, I have a fire stick too. Yeah, I know what you mean. We have freaking Amazon Mm -hmm. Prime. We have, well, BBC. I use a lot to watch Killing Eve and other Mm -hmm. things. And then we have like Hulu, Netflix, like literally the whole world. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Of entertainment. HBO, dude, like, so anyway, on one of those apps, there's this show, um, it was like a little bit of a documentary style thing, but it followed these comedians who were going to, um, going to this conference in Canada, uh, for the first time. And it was like for really good exposure and they were selected from this whole process. But so it kind of like follows four main people and then you get to see them perform at the end of the thing and their sets are awesome and uh but it was super cool i think i texted you about it one day when i was watching i think it. you might have and like i've just been super into expanding a little bit like watching things i don't typically watch yeah. and uh and like it was just really cool to um i'm switching my headphones a little bit um to get to see things profiling other people who are performers and showing them like with their process yeah it was really i cool. love seeing processes so i would recommend it but i can't remember the name of it well when you do just throw it up on uh, the old twitter okay oh yeah okay um and then like so have you seen russian doll i have not but i've heard so many good things about it and i don't have netflix anymore but i mean i can afford it so honestly i should probably just you can borrow (gasps) oh my god yes i'm taking that yep we'll do that perfect okay everyone this is recorded so everyone knows this is binding legal contract (laughs) you'll give me the deets and a text true i i voluntarily put this up there i love you so much thank you that's so sweet of you i love you too you deserve to watch Netflix. I do. Thank you. I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I think I left my account open at some place I used to live because I see things on like continue watching for Rachel, and I'm like, I have not watched that show. <laughs> like, who's watching that? Shit. But anyway, so Russian Doll is phenomenal. I'm not going to spoil anything for okay. you, but um, but so I watched that show. I watched the first episode 
around like 8 p.m. on a weeknight. Mm -hmm. And then I just subsequently watched the entire first season. You binged it. In that night. I binged it so hard. I stayed up till like 5 a.m. Damn. It was so good. So the main character is Natasha Lyonne, who's obviously made famous from But I'm a Cheerleader and Orange Mm -hmm. is the New Black and all kinds of other awesome things. And she's just... I've been watching a ton of interviews lately with like her and the show's Mm -hmm. creator um, and writer. Or there's a few people credited as creators and writers on that show, but um, Leslie Headland, who is amazing and i'm like wow how have i never heard about this woman before um so she she helped create and write that show her and natasha are like tight buds and they're also like like local badasses around new york city who were like like born there or whatever so i'm just like wow see her on the street please i haven't seen a celeb in so long oh it's so cool and there's a point in the in one of these interviews where Natasha's like, yeah, I was hanging around so-and-so location, and she's like, don't go looking for me there. <laughs> you were like, writing it down frantically, like, I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you soon, West Village. Okay. Um, but they were uh... – oh, so Leslie Headland is uh, is also – she did this amazing playwriting project um, over the last – I mean, over several years – and uh, one of them, so she she wrote a, a play collection, which is referred to as the Seven Deadly Sins plays. Ooh, so I uh, fucking love that. So she wrote a play for each. Really? <gasps> Please, I need yeah. a link to that. This is I'm I like literally got a fucking chills, <laughs> and I that was a that was a true organic gasp. I'm always interested in stuff yeah. that covers the Seven Deadly Sins. That entire like motif yes. is so interesting to me. I completely agree. And like when I started looking into that, I was like, ooh, this is amazing. Are they one act plays? Uh, there's, uh, no, they're like full. Like, God damn. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to look these up. Yeah, she's brilliant. And one of them, I, I believe, was made into a film called Bachelorette. Um, <gasps> Wait, with, um, uh, what, Kirsten Dunst? Am I insane? Um, because I know a movie called Bachelorette that has Kirsten Dunst in it. Um, what's her name? She's the the Australian actress who was in Pitch Perfect. She's in a new movie with Anne Hathaway, Rebel Wilson. Oh, and oh. um, the the woman Rebel who played Wilson. Janice in Mean Girls, I can't remember her name, and also um, Isla Fisher. I think that. I'm pretty sure that movie's called Bachelorette. I don't know if that is the film you're talking about. Yes. I'm literally Googling it right now. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which sin is it based off of? Wrath? Uh, uh, That might be a wild guess. Hold on. I don't remember. That's so cool, though. That is super cool. I'm also... Because I need to know all the answers Right. right now. So I'm looking it up too, trying to figure out which thing it's based on. I don't know. The engineers know. are in the studio for Oh, shit. I just uh, scrolled past it. Hold, please. This is just the anticipation must be killing our listeners right now. ripping their car. Wow, I haven't driven in so long. The wheel. I was like, what is that thing you hold on to when you're driving? 
what's that thing? I only you know, know trains. Steers and it's right. shaped. Okay, so it says uh, it says here that it explores gluttony and envy through the lens of addiction. Oh, so maybe it's a little mashup of glutton and mm. envy. But yeah, so Leslie Headland, she is a fucking oh, badass. Yeah, I'm fucking and uh, yeah, basically, I'm here to say that. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I really love, and this will kind of segue into Killing Eve, which is another thing I would love to talk about. Um, I've been really into lately watching, uh, interviews. Well, I, I always like to watch interviews and, um, dramas and getting to, to see people open up and talk about their processes, whether they're writers or actors, Mm -hmm, especially, um, it's just so fascinating and and reminds me of like one of the many things that that keeps my mind moving and being in love with uh, with acting is like that um, and this is what I love to see in killing Eve is uh, is that there's this way that that we can kind of explore um, the social makeup of a person behavioral you know behavioral uh experimentation yes. in a yes. safe way because it's uh because it's something that's tempered yeah. and yeah that there's mm-hmm. a form you know but that that is so that's what fascinates me is getting to see the ways that someone can create and uh and imagine the multiple facets of possibility within a human being's behavior Mm -hmm. existence and choices it's like it's just the coolest fucking thing to me i feel the same um, fucking way i love that you yeah i love that you said that oh cool well we have yeah um and killing eve is is a fantastic show it's like really uh it's really especially as of late picking up a lot of um momentum yeah. i see ads and, in the uh, subway for it everywhere ads for it on youtube and stuff i'm like god damn i need to watch this show yeah it's real good and like jody comer if you're listening like do you want to be my <laughs> friend because like we have a lot in common not really we're both english and 26 and that's about it um well and we're we're also you know, actors, we could work together. Um, yeah, it kind of blew my mind when I started stalking. Um, oh, and, <laughs> no, and I learned that she was 26. It totally was like, yes. And suddenly became like this, this now additional thing of like getting to see representation of someone who is all right, not a U.S. citizen necessarily, but definitely part of the millennial generation. Absolutely who's out there representing young women or I mean, you know, 20 something that's young, yeah, that's young women yeah. and killing it. And, uh, I mean, yeah, she plays a, a psychopath and you know, what is more exciting really, than that? Truthfully, like I 100% agree. I think those kinds of explorations yeah. into the human mind and condition are so, so interesting. It, it's kind of, strange and and not sad but i don't know i feel like people with afflictions of 
the mind or you know that have some sort of vice that propels them to do things that um are out of the ordinary are so interesting to watch unfold uh on the stage or screen for me um it's i mean obviously everybody loves to to laugh at something or to have something lighthearted but i also really enjoy deep dives into those kinds of psychological things like really examining how humans interact with mm -hmm. each other how they think how they decide to do what they're going to do so i i definitely enjoy um shows that have you know somebody who is a psychopath or who has some sort of you know uh eccentricity of the mind that causes them to yeah. you know, do things that others would deem totally out of the ordinary um and and see right. how it comes to pass well and there's this there's like an added um, factor to it in that she's um, her employment is uh, is like an enabler and also an oppressor mm. in her like in the choices that she makes because she like she's completely enabled to do to give way to her vice and get paid amazingly for it and uh, but at the same time whoever it is that employs her, especially at this point in the show in season two, is like starting to, you know, put restraints in this way, like in mm -hmm. a subtle way. I can tell I can tell that it's going somewhere that like well, obviously she she's eccentric and so it tips off the people she works for mm -hmm. early on that like that she's okay with uh with being with being an attention seeker. Yeah with what right. she's doing so it's it's just it's so fascinating i just actually watched tonight the episode that came out this past sunday because i was trying to uh i was trying to wait a couple of weeks and let a couple episodes mm -hmm. build up so that i could watch a few at a time because every time i watch just one i'm like damn <laughs> it and i totally gave in today and i was like no i definitely have to watch it and it was so good. And I hate that I have to wait another, what day is it, Wednesday? Oh, yeah. I have to wait four days. It's tough. Okay. The binge fucking culture we're in now, it's like if you can't watch it all at once, you're just going insane. Only kind of, yeah, then I have to find things to distract myself, like hobbies and outside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's one of the things I love about so, having uh, such a hyper-obsessive personality is that anytime i'm waiting for something else i have like six or seven thousand other things and i'm like ooh, there's so much of this that's accrued since the last time yeah. i paid attention to it great <laughs> totally um so yeah killing eve is amazing russian doll is amazing uh and yeah and and tying into i'm really trying to be more forthcoming in seeking out knowledge about the theater world because for some reason I claim to be a part of it, but I know oh, nothing about it. Oh, I feel the it. same fucking so, um... way. You just attacked <laughs> me just now. We, oh my god. Oh, I feel the same fucking way. Hell attacked. yeah, I do. It's like there's so much going on though, it's and a it's lot. like, yeah. We can make excuses True. all we want. Somewhere our college professors are I shaking know. their heads being like, some I'm shit never sorry, changes. I'm sorry, Chris, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> Will y'all help me find a Please. monologue? <laughs> 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 oh, 
I'll just come right oh out and say it. God. No, I'm just kidding. I'm getting better at finding Oh, well, hook me up but with anyway, the connects then, because be... I have nothing in my back pocket, and that's going to break Chris's <laughs> I heart. don't look for monologues for boys. No, I just mean whatever resources you're using, you know, I'm sure I could oh, okay. find my own through there or something. Yeah. Well, I think you have to pay for it now, but there's this website I used to use all the time called New Play mm -hmm. Exchange, and uh, you could literally read new plays online oh, wow. for free. Whenever that you want like it, dream. and but now it's not free anymore. I mean, just as well, it's really difficult for me to read anything long form these days. Like the the oh. attention span is getting. See, I'm rough. super into reading lately. Well, that's. I feel like the more, if I just really take the time to force myself to do it, um, and just really sit and just try really hard. To, to read <laughs> through it and also like be well rested because I, uh, something I've noticed that's happened uh, with me in recent years is that when I try to like sit down to read my body's like oh sick perfect time for me to put this sleep deprived son of a bitch into a coma and then my body will just like start to shut down um, but something about reading it yeah even if it's interesting know. but no i i feel like if i maybe put myself to the task to try to read more it's just like running like at the beginning it'll be yeah. difficult and it'll get better and better and eventually i'll be fucking addicted to it and my body will crave it so then i will continue to be wanting to like read more books because i used to read like a crazy person like back in read elementary school middle school i'd be reading like two three books a week it was like really insane yeah. i was always in the library and i do love reading i, I mean i talked on yeah. the last episode about wanting to be a writer before i wanted to be an actor so it's definitely that there's love for it there it's just my frontal lobe is just <laughs> is struggling these days but um i'm gonna work it out i'm gonna work it out oh yeah absolutely i mean the first step is is knowing you have a problem. No, I'm just kidding. Hi, my name is Malik, uh, and uh, I have ADHD. <laughs> um. Hi, Malik. Yeah. No, it totally, it does. It gets easier. And once I finished that big-ass novel I was saving up mm -hmm. for a couple of years, I was like, wow, if I can read this, I can read anything. And so now I'm reading, like, two books. One is more light reading. The other is a novel. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Um. Anywho, one of them actually was made into a play in Portland. It's the the one I'm reading that's a novel is this like sci-fi thing called The Left Hand oh, of Darkness. Oh, I remember that. By yeah, Ursula. You mentioned that on a Ursula something on the earlier episode. Yeah, they made that that's into cool. a play. I wonder. I'm not very far into it so far. We're gonna see how it goes. Uh, so I looked up uh, because I want to know things about theater. I went straight to the source. I was like, let's see what's up for Tony nominations this year because that's coming up in a yeah. couple of months, and you should know I'm something, Rachel. And so I was like, bad okay, with fine. Those. Literally for the past two years, I haven't known yeah. other than like the big ones that I see on oh, taxis yeah. and the buses everywhere. I have not paid attention, mm -hmm. and how shitty of a like New York theater person am I to not <laughs> a know what Tony noms are and b have even seen? I don't even. I, I have not seen a show yet this year, I don't think. I saw two or three last year, I but I haven't see... seen a single one this year. I don't think. I was just talking to Ruben the other day via mm -hmm. Instagram Messenger. Ruben. Friend of the show. And he recently saw Beetlejuice. Oh, what did he think? And uh, Oh, he was oh, raving shit. about it. He loved it. 
I, I want to see it. He told me to see it. And he said, um, let me know if you do and I'll come oh, back great. and see it. And I was like, Tell oh him my I'll God. be there. Also, I thought he lived in New York. I no, I doesn't. think he still lives in Orlando. Ruben, uh, check us on Twitter if that's not oh, true, okay. <laughs> if you're listening. But um, he mm-hmm. is a yep. flight attendant for Delta, I believe. So much oh, like great. when I used to work okay. at the airport, but probably much easier uh, for him because he's like mainline. He can just fly wherever he wants uh, for free. So that's awesome. That's why okay. he was able to come down or come up to New York for the second stage reading of um, Gollum mm-hmm. on the Tropical Smoothie, the musical that oh, myself uh, and uh, a friend of mine, Garrett, um, who was gracious enough to ask me to come on board that he he and uh, his friend Ethan uh, wrote that uh, we've all been working on uh, here in New York. Um, Yeah, I was surprised too because when he told me that Ruben was going to be in it, I was like, oh wow, he lives in New York. He was like, no, he just is flying up here because he can do that. And I was like, oh shit. But yeah, no, that sounds cool. I would love to see Beetlejuice. uh, Alex Brightman, I've been following him since he was doing just random Ryan Scott Oliver Cabaret. He's definitely pretty good. And I, he seemed like he did a pretty good job with School of Rock as well, which seems to still be doing great. So I'm oh, glad yeah. his career is on the, mm-hmm. on the up and up still. Yeah. Well, and... Uh, is that nominated for something? It only just opened, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's up for Best oh, Musical. Oh, shit. Um, I think it's got at least an actor or two. Nominated well, I also it. don't know how they um, decide what gets nominated. Like stuff that's in previews, does that still count? Or because I've probably not. I think it's got to be open. Well, I wonder running. how long it's been running. Things in previews might be in the next yeah. season. Yeah, I haven't looked into the details of how long it's running. I don't even though, know but, what the Broadway season um, like entails. I don't know what months count as the season. So i'm oh. trash i gotta look this shit up i can't be looking this uncultured and uninformed all right your secret's it's safe no with it's me. not this is going on the internet and everyone <laughs> listening right now <laughs> um but this one totally surprised me the title makes it sound bland as fuck this one is called this one's called what the constitution oh means that sounds to me. honestly you're right bland as fuck i've actually seen that. i walked right, by the theater that right? that was in uh I I randomly was like, okay, I need to look into this mm-hmm. and check it out. Um, so it's written by this woman who's honestly probably in her 40s, maybe close mm-hmm. to 50. She looks great. She doesn't look her age, whatever. No one looks their age. Right. What is age really? I don't know. Anyway, she's great. She's cute. She tells this story about when she was uh, a teenager that she would travel uh to American legions and give a speech about the constitution and that the old veteran guys loved it and they would give her money for doing this. Like she would go around doing a tour, basically speaking about the constitution as a teenager and would get money. And that's how she paid her way through fucking college was the money she made talking about where she go to college. Well, I guess I'm sure there were plenty of people who were like, went, Oh, I get behind this. She's a real American. Let's pay her way. Right. Well, and this was like, she went to, I think she mentioned she went to college. In the oh, 80s. so it was probably like so, 50 cents a year or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> with, no, <laughs> with exactly no interest. Oh, shit. oh yeah. Hella yeah. affordable. And so, uh, she, 
So she wrote this play, and she also stars in it and uh, and tells her story about growing up that way. Um, it also sounds like it's a multi-generational story. Like she talks about her relationship with her mother and her grandmother through mm-hmm. all of this, the way she was raised. And, um, and honestly, like getting to see her speak, you know, in interview form, uh, she comes across obviously very yeah. intelligent, um, but, but so grounded and curious and humble. And I was like, what an amazing, like, what, what, a, what a great woman. Like, I'm so glad that she's, you know, having this awesome experience. So she's nominated for Best Play and Best Actress in a Musical, or in a, yeah. in a play. Um, for starring in her own play. It's that's really amazing. Cool. Uh, so that's, like, one thing that I kind of checked out that I enjoyed getting to see. I just found out that... The Boys in the Band is going to also be made into a oh, film. Oh, that's about... What is that about um, so again? It's about a bunch of gay guys. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> in a band. Okay. Maybe. Zachary Quinto is in it. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm uh, maybe a little choosy these days, but things featuring a cast of mostly white men don't really get tons of my attention. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and I, I also, I, I'd probably have to, to agree with you there, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But I love, you know, uh, Ryan Murphy, you know, Zachary mm-hmm. Quinto. Oh, I saw him. Uh, he passed by me the on the street dudes. the other day too. <gasps> yeah. What? Zachary Wait, Quinto. who? That is no, a it's a deal. huge deal. I literally he he and Andrew Reynolds have both. I li- uh, first of all, let me just say I'm an idiot because I said on two occasions I'm an idiot. The first of which is me saying I haven't seen celebrities in a while when I literally texted you two days ago. I think about Andrew Reynolds passing me on the street um, in Chelsea, and then also um, in Chelsea as well. I saw Zachary Quinto walk by me. Um, he looked a bit hurried, so again, I—I I mean, I generally don't stop celebrities. But I think he—I think that's just his. No, he—he was—he was, he was moving. Well, no, you're right. I'll call back to the beginning of the show. He was moving at a New Yorker pace, so he—he he was just trying to, you know, get where he was going. And the second point where mm-hmm. I'm wrong is that I have seen a show uh, this year. I don't remember when. I think it was either in February or March. But I went with Gracie, uh, a friend of mine who lives here in New York as well, to see Mike Birbiglia's play, the new one. Um, which is a one-man show and is essentially just a stand-up special with some extra fun stuff that I won't um, spoil if anyone would care to go see it. But it was actually quite good. I enjoyed it a lot. It's about um, his married life and um, uh, having a child, his first child, um, even when he and his wife had an agreement that they would never have kids because they didn't want them because it looked really hard and not (laughs) worth it, but they still went for it. Fair. Um, but it was very good, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm a big old dumbass, big old liar, can't remember stuff. Hey, be easy on yourself. Yeah, I should, huh? I forget things all That's the time. That's Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. So this one, I need to check out some videos. Hopefully, there's a few bootlegs out there. Hades Town looks like a fucking awesome oh i've show. seen some posters for that it does um, look pretty badass yeah i know it's nothing either. about it best revival i hope i hope kiss me kate wins because i hate oklahoma so those are the only two up for I best revival i did not even know musical. oklahoma was going on i've seen shit for kiss me kate everywhere it's but i had right. no idea that oklahoma was a thing that was happening 
I love There has not been good publicity for Oklahoma. Um, I mean, do you blame them? Oh, also. Then why revive it? (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Like, literally, the only thing I know from that show is Oklahoma, when the wind comes sweeping down the plane. That part (laughs) in Arkansas, Arkansas. I just love my. That's that's it. Those are the only two songs I know. Oh, and Dadgum Government, I think. Because I saw them do uh, (gasps) Oklahoma at uh, PSC. Oh, and back in uh, in oh, Pensacola. E- oh my God! You cannot say that. There might be people who will be listening that feel some type I of way about that. I feel sorry for anyone who does Oklahoma okay. ever, right. except for the fact that it was produced at Or at Oregon mm-hmm. Shakespeare uh, this fa- this mm-hmm. past season, and they had like uh, I don't know, they had a, a lady couple in it oh. somehow, like one of the main characters as a man was played by a woman, which I think is super cool to do to a classic like that. Gender bend it, confuse yeah, all the old folks. Make I love them angry. gender bent stuff. Get some lesbian stuff up there. Stuff. Pretty that cool. Stuff is cool. I actually yeah. want to, so I was like, oh, good um, for you. there's a musical that I haven't told you anything about yet. I don't think, but I will very soon um, that I'm writing that I want okay. to write and I'm working on. And one of, is it dumbass? Well, it's, it's not dumbass. We're we're because we are okay. working on dumbass. But me separately, yes, I'm working always. on something that uh, has a working title that I'm not going to say here. But uh, one cool thing about it is that I want um, it to be something that can, like the main character in my head um, is a guy who uh, has a girlfriend, but then uh, there's also uh, and he has a best friend. And then there's another uh, woman who comes uh, into the picture. But what I would like is for literally everybody in the cast to be able to be played by any gender, any race, whatever. So nobody is static. It could literally have a production where the main character is not a guy. It's a, it's a girl and they're still dating another girl or they're dating a guy. And then another guy comes into the picture or another girl comes into the picture. Literally any pairing possible any um you know race possible i want that to be uh open to uh you know the casting process there won't be it's there won't be we need a white male in his 60s blah blah blah. no it's literally anyone who can play this part can play it i think that's something that Mm -hmm. way more shows should have and i think it would be really cool to be like oh i saw it when so and so was this character or when this is that like i love that that's one of the coolest things about broadway is it's the same thing getting done over and over again but you get fresh um you know people coming in to have their take on it uh in different really cool Mm -hmm. nuanced ways uh over the course of its run um but yeah i I like to mention that that they had it uh, like that because i'm working on something like that as well but um just just for the sake of me checking the old timer here um i don't know if you had a few more of the tony noms you wanted to bring up uh before we did our little outros to send these sweet little babies who've been listening uh on their merry way (laughs) (laughs) um pretty much i mean i think i hit a lot Mm -hmm. of my favorites like i'm just excited to uh to keep looking into it and get to be you know involved with when i get to see the the results this summer 
Send and, me links uh, and stuff of stuff that you're interested that in. There's a lot of so that I can look at it as well. Okay. I'd love to. Yeah, be yeah. in the know with you. Lots of new. Oh names. yeah. I don't. I mean, uh, uh, something I'm noticing though, like up for um, for best orchestration, both of the revivals are in the running. Like Kiss Me Kate and Oklahoma are in the running for best orchestration. That seems kind of weird for a I'm revival. I'm just kind of like, yeah. Unless it's Unless different, were have they changed any part of it? I guess it's. Well, I highly doubt. Yeah, then that, that seems kind of fucked up. Uh, but I can't know for sure. But uh, it's just kind of like with new with new musicals being generated so often as they are, like. Seems kind of like a load in the die a bit. Why not give some merit yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, kind of odd, but I will whatever. Tell you, I guess. Um. Yeah, very exciting though. Um, yeah, that's pretty much okay. it. Well, um, thank you everyone for uh, listening this week. We, as I'm sure you can tell by listening to this, uh, did not have the guests that we hyped up uh, last <laughs> episode. Um, we had some, yeah, some, some scheduling that we got to uh, work on, which is fine. You know, everybody's got stuff that they're doing that... Um, you know, doesn't get us all on the same track when we'd like to be, but we are going to be working to have both that guest and uh, many others in the pipeline, maybe even on the very next episode. We'll see. We're not going to hype it up this time, just in case. Mm -hmm. I want to jinx ourselves. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Follow us uh, on Twitter. Our Twitter is at Raychik, uh, R-A-C-H underscore I-K. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Maliki Cauldron. Um, I'm probably going to be making a because I have two phones. I should it would behoove me to use my old phone. Is one of them a burner? Are you no? A drug dealer? What the fuck? I know you. Shut the fuck York, up! But... No, I'm not a goddamn drug dealer. Um, <laughs> I, I literally hate drugs. You'd be cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to work on making an Instagram for the channel because I want to. Oh come no, on! No, we need to like have more social media. That's the best way for us to grow. No, I think it's I think yeah. it's a great idea. But like the guest situation, don't tell him it's gonna happen. No, I said I'm gonna make an you Instagram. Know, before it happens. An Instagram, not a guest. What? I know. I'm you very don't confused. Know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyhow, Rachel, do you want to plug your socials? Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the Twitter thing. Um, Richie. I love. I love when you say uh, it. I love when you say it. Yeah, it's. Really? I don't know. There's some. It, yeah, the way Richie? you say it, I love it. Anyway. Uh. How funny. Um, and and I'm also on Instagram. My username is my name all jumbled up. It comes out to be Arch Laius. Do you want to spell <laughs> it for the A R C H? Sure. Yeah. A R C H L I E I W S. <laughs> Uh, I was sure to put the word lie in there because I realized I could. Um, super fun stuff. Thank you all very, very much for, uh, for tuning in. And we love to have any opportunity to hear comments Absolutely. or feedback or something you might want to hear mm -hmm. us review. This is all like totally yeah. in the works. And um, I think in the future, like we want to have things sort of segmented out. So I think uh, we also want to incorporate comedy and sketches yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's a so, little uh, difficult for us because we're not 
together in the studio. So as far as timing is concerned, right. through a Skype call, it may be difficult. But once we're both here, don't worry. Yeah. It's evolving. Season two yeah. coming this fall. Going to blow your fucking minds. <laughs> all right. So just everybody stay tuned. Subscribe to the show. Please tell your friends and family about it if you've enjoyed it or you think they will enjoy it. Uh, it definitely would uh, you know, help us to have any sort of you know, groundswell word of mouth from people who are enjoying it to help build an audience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you again, everyone, for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Hello, friends. My name is Constantine, and I am here to tell you about the amazing deal you can get on Steel Battle Axis. Go to my website, constantinesbattleaxis.net. You can buy all type of battle axes. They can be big ones, medium-sized ones, very large ones. You can use them to decapitate your foes, hunt bears in the winter time, and do all kind of fun things. Perhaps show friends at family reunion or barbecue. Everything is fair game with Constantine's Steel Battle Axis. Use promo code AMESSAROUND to be able to get 15% off your next purchase. That's promo code AMESSAROUND at next purchase. Remember, Constantine committed to help you slay your foes. Was that good? Is, is that good? I can read again if, if necessary. <laughs>